Welcome to Where Are You Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at New York University. I'm tonight's co-host, Siona Samuel, a junior from Mumbai, India, studying economics and politics, and an RCA in Greenwich Hall. And I'm Tom Ellett, the other co-host, and I serve as the Senior Associate Vice President for Student Affairs. Siona, welcome back to the podcast. Second time around for you. Thank you. Yes, it's good to be back. Excellent. So you're feeling good second time around. You were great the first time around. Thank you. I'm feeling great. Very excited to talk to Anna. Excellent. Tell me what it's like the end of a semester in residential life. It's exhilarating is one word for it because you're winding up your own semester and then there's also transition within the residence halls. And so residents are getting ready to move, but you're also preparing for the summer. So it's a lot of action, a lot of loose ends to tie up. So it's a busy time in res life. It's also a busy time to be a student. Absolutely. Now, are you be going home this summer? I'm hoping to stay in the city, but I do have tickets to go home for at least a little while. So what is home like for you when you go? Is it hot summers and... It's very, very humid. I live in the suburbs in Bombay, which is very city-like, so I've always known life that like it is in New York. But it's extremely humid. And then I get the end of the summer and the beginning of the monsoon. It's really hot when I go home. It gets increasingly humid and then it starts raining, which is my favorite season of the year. Why is that? So monsoon means really good food also. There's like food associated with it. So there's like certain chai time snacks that we have when it's raining outside and you're sitting indoors. The rain isn't cold like it is here. It's super humid, like I said. I think I've used that word a billion times. But it's so nice to sit inside your house and watch the rain fall. And I live right next to a park, so everything just goes green. It's usually dusty and hot, and then it becomes like fresh and green, and everything comes to life. So while you're indoors, it's nice. When you're outside, it's not as nice. But I love the monsoon. Okay, well, you need to send me a picture. I will. Okay, I want to see what it's like when it's all green. I promise. I'll send you one. Well, tonight we have have a great guest. Who do we have? Tonight, our guest is Anna D'Souza, who served as an RA first in Weinstein from 98 to 99 under John Filio, and then in U-Haul from 99 to 2000 under Craig Jolly. Welcome, Anna, and how are you? Thank you for joining us today. It's a real pleasure having you on. Thank you. Very nice to be here. I'm excited to chat with both of you. Where are you and how are you? I am doing well. I am actually on my way home looking at the East River. I'm in a car. I'm on my way down to Battery Park City, which is where I live. I'm really looking forward to chatting with both of you and reminiscing about my time at NYU. Excellent. And it's a pleasure having you on. Tell, tell us what you've done since you've graduated from uh, NYU. Sure. So I graduated in 2000. My goodness, almost 20 years ago. Right after graduation from Stern, I went into the Peace Corps. I was a volunteer in Dakar, Senegal. When I got back, I went to graduate school at UCLA, where I did my PhD in economics. After that, I moved to Washington, D.C. to be a research economist at the U.S. Department of Agriculture. I did that for four years before coming back to NYU for a short period of time. I was a visiting scholar at the Wagner School. And then I got my current job, which is faculty member at Baruch College, which is part of the City University of New York. Outstanding. Let's jump back to your time at Washington Square. What did you study while at NYU and at Stone specifically? I majored in finance and economics. 
as I mentioned, I continued on with economics later. I also minored in political science and mathematics. But tell us a little bit about your extracurricular involvement while you were an undergraduate here. Oh, I did a lot, Tom, let me tell you. <laughs> I really loved, that was one of the things I loved about NYU, that if you're interested in something, there was, you know, the opportunities were available for you there. So I was a really active member of Stern Student Council. I was on the executive board in my junior year as a secretary, and I planned lots of events with my other colleagues on the student council. I was also part of OASIS, which now I think is the NYU Center for multicultural educations and programs yes and programs thank you sorry I I remember I I looked that up so yeah it used to be called Oasis and that was another group that I was really involved with I did like leadership training with them and a lot of work on diversity and then I was involved with a lot of kind of volunteer organizations I did volunteer work through certain organizations what really shaped a lot of my experience at NYU was being part of the scholars program at Stern And so even though that wasn't kind of extracurricular, it linked to extracurricular things like volunteer work and other events on campus. Anna, you mentioned a myriad of student leadership positions that you held, and I'm guessing the RA position might have been one of the most challenging ones since it's very much like a full-time position that you have on campus. Did you always want to be an RA or did this just happen by chance? Um, Can you share with us how you made your way to that position? I didn't know much about college going in and I didn't know much about the dorm structure. And so for me, you know, I met my RAs and they were nice when I was a freshman and sophomore. But honestly, the reason I did it is because of the free remand board. I had no idea that I would have such an amazing experience. I wasn't looking for leadership experience and those sort of skills or being on a staff or res life. I really just wasn't very exposed to those things. And so for me, you know, I heard about free room and board and I thought that'd be great for my parents who were, you know, paying for my education. So for me, you know, I was lucky to have my parents support and I tried to do whatever I could, be it part-time work or, you know, I got the scholarship and then I tried to kind of reduce their payments even more. So that was the initial, you know, reason that I applied for it and then, you know, got many more benefits that I ever would have expected. And what was it like to work on a staff? And I know you worked on two staffs. So we're going to start with the Weinstein experience. And then I hear that you were helpful in the opening of U-Haul. So we'll hear both perspectives. So being on the staff at Weinstein was special because it was my first RA experience. It was the first time that I was part of any sort of staff. I worked for my freshman year in college, part-time jobs. I did tutoring. I was at hedge funds. I was in other areas. But I never had any kind of sense of being part of a team. So a lot of those were kind of one-off positions or maybe you have one boss, but but you don't feel like you're part of a team or a community. And you also don't learn the skills that you learn on the job in a staff, like, you know, at, at, at Weinstein, for example. And so that was, to me, my first foray into learning about interpersonal communication and learning about kind of how to be a role model, even though you're only two years older than many of these people, but you recognize, you know, as a staff member there that you have some authority, you have some power, you need to wield it with, you know, uh, integrity and honesty and compassion. And so being a staff member at Weinstein was really my first foray into these things. And so it was really a very steep, but really good learning curve. So yeah, that was the, the the Weinstein experience in terms of staff. What was it like to open a brand new building at U-Haul? Oh, that was really exciting. I think that part of the excitement was just our manager, Craig Jolly, who many of you listening may still know him. He's just a wonderful man. 
he is an inspiration. He is thoughtful and he gives great advice, some of which I still you know, remember and use in different situations. So I think part of the excitement of, of starting the new resident hall <clears throat> was that, you know, Craig was there. He grabbed RAs from all over campus. So it was really kind of special to be invited and to be part of this group. And we were so excited because we were just kind of starting from scratch and we mostly had juniors and seniors there. And so kind of they've been around already and they have to know the system. You know, you're not answering basic questions about, you know, new NYU or about NYC, but it was more about really thinking about ways we could serve our residents, keep them safe, you know, help them in what they need. What did you learn through the Peace Corps? So Peace Corps, I kind of learned about three main things, let's say. One was about development work on the ground in Senegal, kind of what was happening in the capital, what was happening in the villages. And that was something I was interested in because economic development interested me. So kind of what the NGOs were doing, what the Peace Corps volunteers were doing, what the government of Senegal was doing. That was one part. The second part is that I learned about Senegal. I learned about the people there, the culture the music, the religion, and just, you know, got a completely different perspective on life, never having lived abroad until that point. And then third, I learned a lot about myself. It was my first job out of college, and it was the first time I was away from my family and really far away, you know, living in a different land and culture. And so I think that that was the most that I learned was really about who I am, what I value, you know, how I see myself, what I feel like I can contribute to the world. And Anna, I've mentioned before, but I'm an international student from India and developmental economics is actually one of my interests as well. And in doing research about it, I find that I'm constantly looking for a more tangible way to see my research actualize itself. And it's frustrating sometimes when you're just looking at numbers, looking at information and data, and there's nothing that you feel like you can do about it. But a lot of that has led me to want to explore a career in academia. I'm wondering if you have any tips for students thinking about a career as a faculty member. Yes, definitely. I think that, first of all, if you're already interested in it and you're in undergrad and you realize that, that is fantastic. So that's already a plus because some of us come into it much later. And if you're there in undergrad and you know you're interested, you have this wealth of, you know, knowledge and opportunities. Just talk to as many professors as possible because, you know, sometimes you email professors, they don't email back. That's fine. You move on to the next one, right? And you interview, you basically have like informational interviews with professors. You, you know, ask them either if they can have a coffee, if they're one of your professors Or you just kind of ask them, hey, you're interested in academia. Find out about what they do, their research, their lives, their teaching, why they, if you know, what the pros and cons are of academia. And I would say really think about getting yourself into research in some way, because many of us go into academia or go into our PhDs and we've never done any research or really been exposed to research. So to the extent that you can get like a research assistantship or you can work on an honors thesis or independent study where you actually learn about what it means to do research in that field, I think that would put you, you know, way ahead of many different PhD candidates. Clearly being a great faculty member means you do research, but also you teach what what would you say makes a great professor? When I think about a, being a great professor, I think about kind of my students' feedback over the years and seeing it through their eyes, because I think that what they appreciate the most in me and in their other professors, because actually that's a question I ask them, what are your best classes you've taken and who are those professors and tell me about them. And what you get is the same thing over and over, which is first that the 
professor has a passion for the subject and that passion comes through in the course very quickly. And so I think that when someone's excited about something, they basically get you excited about it. That's super important. I think that the best professors are people who show compassion and show humility and recognize that, you know, we're on one side and students are on another and, you know, make that effort to bridge that gap and get rid of that hierarchy so that the students feel comfortable taking risks in areas that, you know, they're not, they don't know these things and they're scared and they're nervous. And so I think having that approach where students feel really comfortable taking that risk and they recognize one, that you are an expert because you've worked in it for so many years. And so that's natural, but that doesn't mean that they can't add value or bring a different perspective. And I think that finally teachers should really focus on learning, you know, what the students are learning and focus on what they need as the skills and the knowledge to move out in the workforce. Because I think sometimes you get professors who are, you know, they great researchers, they know their subjects, but they don't basically think about what students read right now in 2019 in grad school or in the job market. So I think working backwards from what students need to then thinking about how to integrate those things into your course, that, that really makes a good professor. So Anna, what helps you and what informs your teaching? What inspires you and how do you incorporate that? I do a lot of homework on teaching. I listen to some podcasts. One of my friends actually from grad school started a podcast called Teach Better. And he interviews people who are great professors. And so I listen to some podcasts on teaching. I attend a lot of events at the Schwartz Institute and the Center for Teaching and Learning at Baruch College. And so I do kind of my own homework every semester. I try to change some part of my courses. A lot of the readings that I do more broadly on the news, I incorporate into my classes on a daily and weekly basis. Excellent. What are you most proud of in your career to date? Well, I actually just found out a couple of months ago that I have received tenure at Baruch, which will start officially, yeah, in the Congratulations. fall. Congratulations. I would say in academia, that's that's the big milestone, you know, so we don't lose our jobs. So, yeah. <laughs> that's a great milestone. Tell us about that process of tenure. You start academia and you have about six or seven or eight years, depending on the institution, to be able to show that you deserve to stay there. And so there are three main components, the research, the teaching and the service. And the, it is a stressful process, I have to say, you know, balancing all those three things, plus, you know, your life, your non-work life. It's exhausting and it's tiring. And I'm so glad that it's done. <laughs> That's all I can there say. There you go. <laughs> Anna, you mentioned, and I relate to this as well, but once you became an RA, your social circle was all of a sudden just RAs. Do you still stay in touch with any other RA alums? And if so, whom? This is your time for shout outs. I was going to say I do. I am still in touch with Pierre Blumer, Marcella Renell, and I'm still in touch with once in a while my two Weinstein alum RAs, Nanda Kamath and Alison Staken. Outstanding. It's now time for Speed Round. Favorite tradition at NYU? Let me start by saying I really like dancing. And so uh, a lot of the kind of semi-formals and the parties, some of them are kind of traditions in the sense that there was like an annual stern ball or scholars semi-formal. I loved those things. Did you study abroad while at NYU? I did not study abroad, but I did go abroad a lot because I was part of the one of the scholars programs at Stern. And so we got to go abroad every year and those were wonderful, wonderful experiences. Which places in particular did you go? Where did we go? We went to London one year. We went to Italy, a couple of different cities, and we went to 
Paris, and then we went back to London. And last question, Anna, what was your most memorable experience as an RA? So for me, it wasn't one particular experience. It was actually the weekly experience at Weinstein of really late night chats in the RA office, like behind the front desk. And so for me, the first semester and probably the second as well, we mostly kind of stayed up till all hours of the morning and eventually would get hungry by three or four and go down to the corner that used to be a pizza shop and get some pizza. And so those late night chats and the pizza, those are some of my best memories. Anna, thank you so much for spending time with Tom and I to discuss your journey and where your life after NYU has taken you. As always, thanks to our listeners who can stay connected with RA alums who are living the Dream School alumni version life. Anna, thank you so much for being an educator and being someone who wants to know the answers to questions that are challenging to our community. So thank you for being with us. Great. Thank you to both of you. And it was really a pleasure chatting with you. Absolutely. Special thanks to my engineer, Juliana Fonseco-Alesso, and to the current professional staff and the alums of NYU, such as Craig Jolly and John Filio, who assisted these great RAs in skill acquisition along the way. If you like tonight's show, look for more content on the website. And if you want to know RA's favorite books, I still read them. Go to whatthey'reading.blogspot.com. And finally, feel free to tweet at me for a shout out. Until next time, Remember to go out there and make your community better by listening, giving, and participating.